0: Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Alambecki, the world messenger, and I'm inviting you for another epic episode of Legacy Leader Show. I have in studio someone that absolutely will blow your mind. He is young, he is ambitious, he's successful. He is breaking boundaries as we never seen before on the global scale. And he is all about, guess what, legacy leadership. He just published a brand new book, which I cannot wait to tell you what is all about and where you guys can find in the next month, but also how you can pivot your business from global perspective. He is in charge of Middle East, Japan, India, and is also bridging gaps with Royal Venture Capital. He is representative of Royal Family in Dubai. And without further ado, let me introduce you to great colleague here, Pravan Jati. Pravan, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me, uh, Isabella. Very really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. It's just an absolute joy to have you on the Legacy Leader Show, specifically with someone who not only gets it, but breathes, eats, and can really highlight some really amazing things. First of all, why is Legacy important to you? And why is Legacy important to royal family and specifically in Middle East?
1: You know, businesses today have been broken up into uh really simplified uh, glorifications that businesses which are built to last and businesses that are built to exit. I'm very clearly of the view that businesses create a better life, not, not only people who work, but also with civil society around it. And I think it's very important to build value and structure that out. And I think that's where the focus of creating legacy is very important. The focus of building businesses for tomorrow starts today, and the foundation of today has to be laid for times which may last even more than us. So creating a legacy uh, is really about sustainability, is all about purpose, and uh, the, often the word which people don't use, profit. Uh, profits have to align towards making people who work for it and people who work with it uh, and make an impact on that. So that's that's really the purpose, uh, finding people who can partner, who can create opportunities, not only in the markets that they are currently in, but how global tie-ups can happen and build value around it. So that's really it. Uh, It's simple. It's people, purpose, and partnerships. Uh, That's where we work very closely with. Of course, the denominator is trust and how we have been using our uh, partnership ecosystems around the world. And uh, thank you for having us. I know how many leaders work with you, Isabella, and we should uh, uh, use learnings and abilities to make world a better place.
0: I love that. And both of us have extensive global background, right? You are being traveling, you, so far I understand, being in 14 different high schools before you graduate because you moved so much and you always lend it. And we know how disruptive that can be for someone who is of young age and trying to establish himself socially. But you also have as a result, a tremendous wealth of experience But we can draw from that. And if you don't mind, where do you see that legacy is right now the most important in which cultures and uh, why do you think it's so important to have intentional succession planning, intentional partnerships uh, for that greater good and for social responsibility and obviously everything else related to that?
1: So, you know, I have my previous experiences, legacy is uh, uh, something which everybody drives in. But, you know, cultures in different parts of the world are definitive of the economy they work with. So if you look at America, which has always been the capital hub of the world, they've been capitalistic, they've been extremely innovative. Europe has always been about the past history. Uh, It has its own backgrounds about what to do with potential mythology. Asia on that on the other side is all about relationship and i think these are three key elements which drive tomorrow if we are able to mix capitalist ecosystem with history of europe and relationship uh, of asia middle east africa i think that is where our tomorrow is coming in and you know with world becoming smaller with technology bringing us closer and also people that we can build who we can work cohesively remotely and also successfully creates a far more effective capable uh, team and i think that's what we work with i've grown up in multiple uh, geographies uh, and you know one thing it teaches you Isabella, is that if there is ability to trust each other it is comes from an understanding of each other so i think that's where we want to build our value and that's how we are able to success a long-term perspectives.
0: That is fantastic. And I love, again, your take on that you're looking things from multiple perspectives. We have to always pay, pay attention to what's going on in other parts of the world, where the opportunities are, where the needs are, and how can we make stronger, better alliances. And one thing that I want also to also notice in you, middle, obviously, Middle East right now, and the hub of innovation, innovation and transformation, and also the hub of legacy, because i never seen in any other culture for decades that I've been studying our legacy itself and the legacy leadership as a crown jewel of all leadership um because it is has a huge commitment and is a huge responsibility in the same time. And also it is definitely driver to constantly produce value as I'm seeing obviously now happening in that region. Do you mind sharing a little bit from your perspective, sitting in Royal office, having those strategic meetings and opportunities to dialogue and see why do you think Middle East is really getting that very well and what can we learn from that?
1: So first and foremost, I think Middle East is such strategically positioned globally that it really is becoming the locational hub. It was always the trading hub, but it's becoming a strategic people hub between uh, the West and the East in that sense. One of the things which Middle East has always been known for is its oil. And as you know there is industry movement towards other areas of what oil is used for, Middle East is internally questioned, that what more can it do to build their own legacy? you know? And I think that is such a phenomenal thing when uh, geographies and countries like UAE, Saudi, and some of these countries look into themselves to create a better future for their children and potentially the world. I think one of the things comes up very quickly is that how can we bring technology, how can we bring people, and how can we bring leaders to really understand and value the infrastructure that has been built to make a better tomorrow. And I think UAE is not only build value in terms of initial orientation of expat movement coming in, but today it's really becoming a place where people are considering moving from all over the world to make it their first address. UAE was always their second or third address, but I think it is now moving to an environment where it is the first address. With many policy changing and many policy for businesses changing, it gives an opportunity to create a very long gestational control perspective of making an impact and building value around it. And I think that change will drive um, the decision for long-term impact and really solidifying the perspective of it becoming the global hub and with family offices royal offices really taking charge of helping new businessmen new startups new government partnerships and taking the leap of not only funding them but also create an environment of making them successful i think that has been a very central conversation of making everybody who comes in more flexible, more transparent, and more successful. And I think that is one of our consistent conversations that we'd like to do. Uh, and that's why companies between history, uh, both in Europe, in the US, in uh, say Asia, Japan, are all considering a parallel office structure in the Middle East. And I think that creates an opportunity for long term development. And I think. That is what has changed with the markets that develop. 20 years back, countries like Hong Kong developed as a global hub. Uh, maybe many years back, it was Amsterdam in Europe. And I think today, uh, it is definitely Dubai, Middle East, which is creating that hub. And the Royal Office is really pumping in growth capabilities, not only for identifying and acquiring new talent, but new businesses as well. And creating really for the world. They don't want to keep it for themselves.
0: Mm, That is fantastic. And it's so great for listeners that are watching and listening to hear this because keeping the pulse, again, on the global scale... How to position with who to position and where the other opportunities are it's crucial because as made some things move slow in one region of the world in others they're expanding they're growing rapidly and it's always great opportunity for very innovative transformative high-end caliber of leaders it's always a shortage of them and what don't you think
1: you know fantastic question i think one of the things which is happening is really respect Uh, And I think uh, UAE has always respected people. It's one of the safest spaces uh, in the world. Uh, Women are extremely safe and it gives ability to curate not only family, but diversity at work. And I think that has created an environment today which has really global in that sense. So it is not only creating an environment of really cohesive partnership between genders, but also around opportunities that create a better tomorrow. Because, you know, if all genders operate together in a cohesive environment, ideas are better, creativity is better, execution is better, and you just have a happier environment. And, you know, if you're happy, you tend to do better. Uh, And I think that's what uh, UAE and we strive for. So if you are able to drive family office structures for either fundraising, either drive family office structures for strategic partnership for increasing market growth capital, and I think that creates an opportunity for people to get associated. With. So better people come in, better families grow, uh, children are happier, and you know that creates a such a joyful environment while making a better place, and that's what creates legacy. Uh, legacy cannot be quarter by quarter, quarter profitability. Legacy is all about. Consistency, legacy is all about control. Legacy is all about automotive, uh, a- automated uh, success, and you know it can't be shaken through one year or two years of bad situations. And if you see, that's been the consistent growth pattern around it.
0: I love your perspective on legacy too, because obviously everybody has their own definition and meaning and then also how they live their lifestyle. Uh, And I also glad that you're highlighting when you're in a happy um, thriving environment, you're more innovative, you're more also effective as a leader, and also you produce better results, you better partner, you better colleague, and ultimately you shine in your r- expertise. But one thing that I'm really also excited about your philosophy, how much you are eager to give back and how important it is for you also social impact. So do you mind highlighting a little bit about that and things you've been involved in also as individual, and also obviously as a representative of royal family, how you navigate um, that aspect?
1: Well, let me break that into uh, two important parts. Uh, I think one of the things which is very critical is giving back. I think giving back is our central core of making our own uh, ecosystems in place. And I don't even think it is a choice. It's really a duty. I think not only choosing uh, to educate the underprivileged, but also to really help uh, poverty elevation, healthcare. These have been personal agendas to make uh, ourselves better. I, I often don't talk about it, but since you talked, since you spoke, I think one of the key things that we are trying to value propose is not only, is really three pillars. It's, it's healthcare, it's clothing, it's food and it's education. So these are four elements that we want to work very closely with. And I think that drives a better tomorrow Uh, through better people. If you have happier people, you have people who have been generated capabilities. I think that has created opportunities for them. They will resonate in that sense. So I think that has been our, my personal drive to build access. On the other hand, I think one of the things which uh, Royal offices have done consistently has created an impact to drive clear CSR clear objectives towards any organizations that they work with uh, to identify projects and policies which create not only an environment for long-term impact but also their responsibilities socially. So socio commercial partnership to make world a better place is the way they do it. If we are able to build organizations for tomorrow with legacy, and we are able to instill their ability to create orientations that make an impact socially for projects that are necessarily, and they have legacy, we have consistently addressed the situation of making sure things happen for a long period of time. It is not short term, it is not not, uh, reactive, but it's something done as just a way of life. And, you know, that's something that we believe in, and that's something that becomes a part and parcel of the way we operate. We can create policies around it, but I think if we instill it within people, and if we have to walk the talk, then we should.
0: That is a great reflection to know that you succeeded, right, when everybody else is seeing the value and, and, and working towards the common goal. With that in mind, I'm curious if you don't mind sharing, since you're sitting in the Royal Office in Dubai, what do you see as a core of their value proposition towards legacy? Because obviously what they did in the last 40, 50 years, it's mind blowing, And a lot of people that didn't have a chance to experience Dubai firsthand, but at least did some research reading, I would love them to hear from you what what they are setting up for their legacy. they already established so many layers of it as it is, but I'm curious where they're headed uh, for the future generation.
1: I think one of the things which is very important, uh, Isabella, is to understand the Royal Office is really agnostic to a certain category. They are consistently looking at great people. I think uh, the ability to look at and identify people who they can partner with is automatically going to address markets or even categories that can happen. You know, it's uh, a person's past experience and expertise doesn't reflect their contribution of future. Uh, Someone in healthcare could be a great person who could do great work in education. Uh, Someone who is a engineer could be someone who could do great stuff in blockchain and I think that is very important and they realize it very early on because you know uh, royal offices also come with large families large families have great abilities to do multiple things within their multiple portfolios not only to give partnership but also to create long-term value and I think that creates uh, a very simple point of what you asked is that you know end of the day it's not about size of the investment or the category of the investment it's about the person who's reading it if the person or the team it has a certain determination to make an impact to make world a better place and I'm going to keep on saying this that consistently creates an opportunity that has long-term impact successful Uh, opportunities for having the society benefit for making the world aligned towards potential large ecosystems. And I think that is very important. And so they focus on people, they focus on identifying and enabling that that person is giving all tools, um, that they, they focus on creating an environment which is cohesive and They also create a very interesting opportunity of creating B2B partnerships on initial contracts or businesses so that they have a runway to succeed. And once that happens, uh, you know, it is inevitable that they will uh, consistently work work better. Uh, And of course, uh, they're highly governed. So we know that they are working in the right direction. Today, technology helps you to be more transparent. So I think all of that becomes very, very opportune in that sense.
0: I love that. And I love that you mentioned transparency because that is a huge cornerstone of effective leadership, transparency with integrity and also with accountability. So when we have those three elements present, magic happens and and you're right, then you're laying very strong, successful foundation. Speaking of that, back to you now, um, Pravan, you already created amazing uh, foundation for yourself. You're very young. I, I mean, I'm just fascinated by your passion, by your drive and how much you accomplished in such a short period of time as a young, of, as, a young as you are. Uh, and specifically on such a large global scale in diplomatic relationships. Uh, And then also obviously expensive uh, growth on global scale. So um, obviously you graduated from Ivy League University. You've been on Dean list, which I'm being absolutely not surprised at all, knowing how you think and also how you act, how you conduct yourself. But I'm also now curious, you just published the book. The book that is not available yet to the public will be soon that has very very important story behind. Do you mind, first of all, share with the audience, what is the book all about? And what are you trying to accomplish with your personal leadership and legacy?
1: Well, the book is called Direct. And the reason why it was called Direct is because it was both direct from the heart, it was direct from the situations, and it is direct to people who want to understand the way they can work with Royal offices. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a cluster of situations and stories which we have gone through, which helped, have helped solve many complicated issues. So it has both venture capital companies, it has individuals, it has small companies, it has founding companies who have come to UAE and how we have kind of aligned our ecosystem between helping them commercialize helping them fund, helping them find the right people, helping them find the businesses across, and I think more importantly, helping them succeed. Unlike venture capital or other investee companies, always understand that the Royal offices cannot afford to fail. Any partnership is very important because, you know, often I have heard from venture capital that two of my 10 investments succeed. What happens to the rest of the eight? Um, yes. And I think it's the other way around of family offices. Uh, it's like investing into a child. If I have 10 children, I can't only send two ch- children to college. I have to send everybody to college. I can't choose those. So I don't think that is the right way to do it. And I think the way to do it is really helping people succeed and making sure that others go through long term value to build a successful venture. And I think that creates an opportunity to create an impact. And I think that's a value which we kind of are very keen to share with people. And that's what the book is about. It's it's really direct. It's really uh, pointed to situations. It's really a very, it's a good culmination of stories that we have all gone through as leaders while building firms. And I hope it's exciting and people have that. We have two volumes of it, but uh, we hope to continue writing more and more in various categories. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy it. And I'm pretty sure that I'm gonna give you a signed copy of it.
0: That's fantastic. I love that. And I cannot wait to uh, read it and hear more about it. And I released the big release date. It's coming up in August, I heard, right?
1: 15th August, yeah, 15th August. We had a lot of, uh, lot of stories between India and UAE, keeping mm-hmm. in mind that they have very close interactions. Uh, so it has a significant storyline uh, orientation between India and UAE. Um, mm-hmm. And 15th August is India's Independence Day. So we found it apt to really announce it that day and uh, create uh, uh, an independent view of the Direct.
0: <laughs> I love that. Not only from the title that is simple, that is engaging, direct how we lead, how we conduct ourselves, how we communicate, but also how we resolve the issues. And I also love the premise of the book that you are advocating how can we increase margin of success, that it's not good enough from two projects of, of ten, uh, the eight fail and only two succeed. How can we increase probability of everybody succeeding, what they're lacking, what they're missing early on, based on knowledge, strategic partnerships, but also truly effective ways of, of leading and conducting business. Um, congratulations, I'm super eager to see. And I also love that you have a deeper meaning about when it's gonna be released. So, with obviously very strong Indian heritage and you come from very successful Indian family. Uh, I had a privilege to meet some of your le- relatives, your mother, your uncle, your sister, of course yourself. But I'm being really um, impressed. How is everybody having their own identity and their own rights based on their skills, interests and passion and building their own legacy and then also contributing for the greater good. Uh, So it's such a great uh, tapestry for success. Do you mind sharing for audience, what would you say from everything you experienced since you obviously, since birth, what was the most fundamental components to your success uh, where you are today?
1: I think family, family is very, very important. Friends, family, uh, partners uh, have been incredibly important. I don't know, I'd call it a success. Uh, I think it is a shared moment. Every moment defines next step. I, I value time spent with peers for feedback. I value uh, time spent with people to talk, to make uh, ourselves better. And I think that creates an opportunity for all of us to build the next step because end of the day, it's all about people. It's all about creating stories. And I think uh, we have been able to build uh, a continuous momentum of getting feedback. And if you get right feedback with people that you trust, people that you are close to you, uh, I think we'll, we are able to align ourselves for uh, a potential success while success doesn't always mean monetary, success doesn't always mean uh, public adulation. I think success is just inner peace. And if you are able to identify what you believe in, what you can, uh, I think that's that's really it. And I think that's something that we strive for. I, I enjoy spending time with family. I enjoy spending time with friends. And uh, we are thankful that uh, hopefully they do uh, enjoy spend time with us too. So uh, I think I think it is what it is. So I think that is far more uh, definitive in terms of what success means to us. And uh, I think at the end of the day, you keep on focusing on making the world a better place. You succeed, you win, uh, you lose, and you fail. And I think that's just a part of life. Uh, just keep at it.
0: You're absolutely right. It's always ebb and flow, right? But that, I love how important it is family to you. And if COVID taught us anything, when everything got disrupted, how important it is who we have in our own inner circle, for our own family members or friends or strategic advisors or partners who truly genuinely care about us and our well-being and also well-being of others that are contributing to their success on daily basis. So it's a, such a beautiful way to to reflect on that and with that in mind i really are dying to hear uh, obviously you are living your legacy you're leading with your legacy you already established outstanding footprint thus far but what is there that you deeply down would like to accomplish and be known and remember for as your contribution to the world and your personal legacy
1: See, I think one of the things that really excites the work that we do is the ability for all of us to invest in startups and invest in companies to help them scale and make them bigger and make them more successful. I think that's, that's really that what we are striving for, the opportunity to help funds uh, where they are looking to invest in great startups, helping them succeed, helping them go to the next level is an opportunity. And I think what is important is that we have the constant opportunity to keep on doing that. And I think that creates huge connected storylines. And I think if our storylines in some ways can enable uh, people's success and potentially make world a better place, what better legacy to leave behind? I think stories are our legacy, people are our legacy. And if we are able to combine and have some part of that that you were keenly involved in something like that, then uh, so be it. So that is something that we're excited about. Uh, today we are in uh, we are investing in more than sixty countries. We are investing more than hundred billion dollars. We are looking to manage uh, over one hundred and forty large families. We are looking to help large family funds. We are looking to invest with venture capital funds who are constantly raising and we are helping them. We are helping companies build boards. We are helping them create opportunities to make them more successful, more profitable and aligning partnerships so that their opportunities to build new areas of revenue generation becomes quicker, work with governments and help, large contracts be far more more effective so that things are far more transparent and more effective with opportunities that come across the world and not one uh, location. So, yeah, so all of that creates exciting times and moments. And uh, hopefully we should have some points which we will discuss uh, later in our life to say this changed the world. <laughs>
0: Yes, this is the conversation to be continue and bring you back and not only on the Legacy Leader Show, but other lives and uh, future projects where we can amplify and not only amazing work you're doing, but also great success and tremendous impact uh, that is going to be created as a result. And in closing, if you don't mind just sharing what's left in the bucket list, and also for people that are eager to get to be part of um, tremendous shift and growth and opportunities and contribute the best of the best um, in their own right, uh, to be part of this amazing movement that you're creating? How do they can get uh, in touch and do that?
1: Well, LinkedIn is the easiest. I think uh, people can get in touch on LinkedIn. I'm usually available uh, over an email as less than 24 hours. But I think one thing is very important. I think the storyline is never to ask for money. The storyline is to talk about purpose. If that purpose is clear, uh, capital is not an issue, finding the right people is not an issue. And I think that kind of defines a moment for me for every partnership that aligns. Uh, We've never said or let anyone go because of capital, but we have always been very cynical when someone just comes and asks for monies and doesn't uh, let us participate with them. So partnership is very important. And I think, like I said earlier, even the royal families or even Japanese companies or even Indian companies are really looking to grow, not only grow via investment, but grow via partnership. And I think that is a very critical aspect for people to understand. And we, of course, work very closely to make that work. And if that works, um, then people have taken a leap of faith to make it work. Otherwise, it becomes uh, very, very transactional. And for us, it's not the transaction, it's the Uh, orientation of a family it's an orientation of making things work and it's an orientation of making everybody successful and that's really it.
0: Mm, That is so refreshing uber exciting and I'm sure that everybody watching and listening is on the edge of their seats and super uber to explore further but in the same time I absolutely cannot see I cannot wait to see the impact and implications because world needs these types of solutions more than ever Pranav. And it's just so great to speak with you as visionary leader that is so intentional about your, your, your legacy as well a legacy that you represent at Royal office.
1: Lovely. Thank you so much for having me in Isabel. It was, it was joyful. I know this is one of our many, many conversations uh, and uh, hope to, Talk to you on various subjects later on, but appreciate you spending time and uh, announcing the book. uh, And uh, look forward for having many such people. Maybe we should do a book reading once it is officially announced.
0: Absolutely, we'll do that. And thank you again for your time. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.